Hey, how are things? Mark here. This is episode 27 of the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As always, it's much appreciated. Thank you for all the emails. Um, I really enjoy receiving the emails and I love getting back to them as well. Um, it's much appreciated. And thank you for all your support. Um, it's very humbling and um, I can't believe it really. But look, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm really enjoying doing the podcasts. A lot of people are saying to me in emails um, or messages to keep it up and that you're enjoying it as well. Um, I've absolutely no intention of stopping whatsoever. I'm really, really enjoying doing the podcasts. It's kind of letting me vent as well, which is good for me. And um, there's more people than I could have imagined um, the topics I'm talking about and the bits and bobs. I kind of It's resonating with a lot of people. And that's, I suppose, when you start a podcast, that's the best you can possibly hope for. So, I'm over the moon. I'm very happy. Um, I've no intention of stopping. Um, thanks for asking that question. Um, an awful lot of people have asked. And, uh, yeah, so look, thanks for everything. So, let's get into today's podcast. I mentioned before that I was going to do a podcast on reincarnation. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be to do the podcast on it because... There's so much information out about it. Like you could, I could do a podcast for like six hours in a row, and I wouldn't get to, you know, to I I wouldn't get anywhere with it. There's so much information, so I try to whittle it down as best I could, if you like. Um, I'll start before I start. I don't believe in it myself. Uh, but as you know, I'll probably play a devil's advocate. But I I don't believe in it. Some of the literature I'm reading here, and some of the stuff I'll read out that I've seen, that I got, obviously I'll read out some of it, I'll ad-lib most of it, um, reading all, I'm still not having it to be honest, but I mean, I could be wrong, no problem at all, so just because I don't believe it doesn't mean it's not true, like billions of people believe it in the world, and it's very, very interesting as well, um, I have a couple of stories about reincarnation as well, um, and yeah, look, let's just get started. So it's saying here, essentially, I'm sure everyone knows what reincarnation is, but it's saying um, reincarnation is the belief that when a person dies, their soul momentarily se- momentarily separates from their body and after some time it takes a different body to be born again on earth. So I think we all know that. <clears throat> and it says there, therefore, we will go through many lives in this world. So... I don't know the the point of that, or like I mean, they're they're kind of saying that, like you go through it, and each life you go through, you will get better and better and better, and eventually then you'll be at oneness. But what then, like, you know, what's the end goal here? Just sit there with your legs crossed, going um, and being at one with everything. But that'd be as boring as fuck, like. So I said here, so why does the soul need to be reincarnated? So it says. Because in a new existence, it must be paid for our sins that was committed in, in, in a present or past life or collect the prize of having had an honest behavior. So the soul is, they say, in continuous evolution. Well, that's kind of what we said there. And the successive reincarnations allow it to progress to perfection. So that's oneness. Um, then it becomes a pure spirit, no longer needs any more reincarnations and immerses itself in forever in the infinity of eternity. Jesus Christ. I don't know. What do you think of that? Um, anything, obviously, I speak about here, 
on this podcast you can get back to me on uh, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com if you know anyone who has been reincarnated if you have been reincarnated if an auntie or an uncle or granny or anyone at all let me know because I'm very afraid like just because and just because I don't believe in it doesn't mean that I won't talk about it and I love people that when I'm talking about stuff don't believe me but can sit down and have a chat about it um so it says here, this blind law which forces one to reincarnate into an inevitable destiny is called the law of karma. Okay, so according to reincarnation, the body would be nothing more than a disposable tunic that the mortal soul weaves out of necessity and which, once worn, <coughs> leaves aside to weave another one. So I suppose it's probably like the snake when the snake gets big enough and when it outgrows itself or its skin it sheds its skin and it moves along it's still a snake but I kind of see their point same with crabs when they get too big they leave their shell behind go into another shell so I understand that when the caterpillar gets to a certain time it goes into a cocoon and comes out as a butterfly so I can see kind of where they're getting that you know Um, there's even a more frightening form of reincarnation called metempsychosis and I could have pronounced that wrong uh, and according to that it's one that has been very sinful and the soul can be reincarnated as an animal or even a plant so I don't know if I believe in reincarnation if if, if I had to pick an animal I'd pick a a wolf straight away I wouldn't even think twice about it um, I always feel an affinity with canines like wolves like obviously a dog's a dog but wolves are out in the wild they live in a pack it's, it's just you know, maybe I was reincarnated, from, maybe I was a wolf in my last life, do you see? Uh, those who believe in reincarnation think that it offers advantages. So first, it gives you a second or third or fourth opportunity. Yeah, well, that sounds nice. Um, it would be unfair to risk our whole future in one go. So in a di- so it'd be unfair to risk our whole future in one go. So I suppose if you only had one go at life and you made a balls of it, then your whole future in eternity wouldn't be great. But I mean, where are they getting that out of? That's just something, that's just something to say, surely. Where, where's the evidence of this? Jesus Christ. Um, let me see now. Yeah, it said, uh, it would be unfair to risk our whole future in one go. In addition, it would anguish to have to settle for a single existence. Sometimes mostly sad and painful. Reincarnation, on the other hand, allows us to begin anew. Now, well, that sounds perfect. I suppose if you had a choice to do that, you probably would do it. Like, for instance, if I have been reincarnated several times, I don't remember any of my own lives. So what benefit has it to me? Or is it a knowledge and a, a sageness that I hold within that I had from my last experience? Or is it nonsense? Um... And it says here, on top of that, the time of a single human life is not enough to achieve the necessary perfection. So this requires a long learning path, which we are gradually fulfilling. So not even the best men find themselves, well I suppose I mean the best men and women, find themselves at the moment of death in such a state of perfection. Reincarnation, on the other hand, allows this perfection to be achieved in other bodies. Mm. So what? So we're born. So if 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 our bodies are just tunics, or just if you like vehicles that our 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 souls are in, 
they're saying that our souls go in, the body lives through it, we get experience, we die, our soul is reborn or reincarnated. We do that several times, each time learning something. Like sometimes we'll have a really, really good life. Sometimes we'll have a really, really bad life. But I suppose they want to even it out for everybody. And eventually then, over time, over time, over time, you get to be at one and get to be, you know, at one with destiny and with um, eternity. But I still don't know to what end. Like let's just say, for example, I'm one with destiny now or one with eternity this minute in time now. And I'm sitting here. What do I do then? Like, I bask in the glory of my oneness, or what? What? What's the point there? Like, you're still allowed to do football accumulators in in that state. I wonder. <laughs> uh, so it says the reincarnation helps to explain certain incomprehensible facts. Oh, here we go. Such as that some people are more intelligent than others. We are. We are. That suffering is so unbelievably disturbed. Sorry, that suffering is so unevenly distributed among humanity. Well, that's true. So it's saying that suffering is spread unevenly. So, like, why is some people starving, hungry, diseased, and I'm sitting here able to do a podcast? Like, maybe in the next life, I'll be starving, and that person will be able to, you know, become the president or the Taoiseach or whatever, like. Maybe they're saying that. But isn't that what the football manager Glenn Hoddle got in, in trouble for before when he was managing England? He said that people that were suffering from Down syndrome, he said that they would have, his belief was that in past life they would have done something bad, so they reincarnated into the body of someone with Down syndrome. And he lost his job as the English manager, and rightly so. Imagine believing that, like. Isn't it, isn't it, like. Uh, I don't know. So, when did reincarnation appear? What was the story with it? How did it happen? How did it all come about? I had a look, and this is what I found. This is the first time the idea of reincarnation appeared was in India. It was in the 7th century BC. Just those men, closely linked to the agricultural mentality, saw that things in nature, after completing their cycle, returned. So the sun would rise in the morning, but we know where that happens now, like. Um, set in the afternoon and then rise again. Yeah, we know where that happens, though. The full moon was waning and waxing, waning and waxing, fair fucks to it, but also returning to its full roundness. Okay, so half moon, full moon, this kind of thing. The stars repeated the same phase at stages every year. The seasons of summer and winter could come and go on time. The fields, the flowers, the floods, everything had a circular movement of eternal return. The whole life seemed made of cycles that were repeated eternally. So suppose an early man and woman was trying to figure out what we're doing here and I suppose if you've seen that and didn't know any better, didn't know we were on a planet, didn't know there was stars and galaxies and this kind of thing and you were seeing everything happen all the time and then you were seeing people dying, I suppose you might think, well, like a person's body dies and it decomposes, like a flower dies, it decomposes, like leaves fall off a tree, they always come back and if we're all living organisms, why wouldn't we come back? I, I, I think that's what it means. But you see, a tree doesn't have a soul, does it? Or a leaf doesn't have a soul. Or flowers don't have a soul. So they're saying that our soul goes out, goes to heaven or wherever you want it to go, and then comes back down as a different person. 
So this realisation led men to think that themselves, when dead, should gain a return to earth. But as they saw that the body of the deceased started to decompose, they imagined that it was the soul that took a new body to continue living. When Buddhism appeared in India in the 5th century BC, it adopted the belief in reincarnation. And along Buddhism, reincarnation spread in China, Japan, China, Japan, Tibet, and later in the Greek and Roman empires. It also penetrated other religions, which added it to the basic element of their faith. So, yeah. So then, you know, that's kind of, obviously there's way more to it than that. And I'm not just saying that's it, but I mean, (coughs) you know. I can definitely understand why why they think that, you know, like you see the seasons come and go, they're all on time. I understand why they might think that happened, but there's no evidence of it whatsoever. At all. Um, and now, well, I have stories coming up that might say something different. Some of them are absolutely ridiculous, but some of them are very good. Um, So then I said, well, look, what if you don't believe in it? What kind of, what do people who do believe in it, what evidence do they give, you know? So, like, if, if you say you believe in something, the burden of proof is on you to prove it. So I said, well, if I don't believe it, and but, but I, I'm willing to have a conversation about it, what can you tell me that might otherwise change my mind? So, uh, one of the reasons to give here is children with awareness of their past lives. So it says, this is the strongest and best documented evidence. Um... It says, during the 1950s, scientists began to study the case of children with memories of past life. See, this is good. This is trying to find out, like, you know, rather than just saying, oh, my great-great-grandfather's great-great-grandfather said one time that little Johnny came, you know what I mean? This is an actual case study. So during the 1950s, scientists began to study the cases of children with memories of their past lives. A group of 3,000 children, now that's a good group, you know, it's not like 17 went in. A group of 3,000 people between the ages of 4 and 10 uh, were studied for the first research project. Many of the children in the study could accurately identify their past lives. Now, that was a study done. It wasn't a study done by people who were uh, believed in anything, that believed in reincarnation. It was a study done by scientists that sat down, brought in 3,000 children between the ages of 4 and 10, and done numerous questions and numerous tests, and loads of the children were able to um, identify their past lives. It says here, highlighting names and places, and even the way they died. And then, but they reckon during this test, it, it proved that all these memories usually are gradually lost as the child grows up. Now, if there was a scientific test done to let us know that the Big Bang Theory is there, and there's a scientific test done to let us know how people, psychologists, can talk to someone with mental health. And we all believe that. So why can't we believe a test that was done by scientists with 3,000 children between the age of 4 and 10 and with loads of them being able to remember their own past lives with names, the places where they lived and how they died? If, if you know, like, if, 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 we're, if we're able to believe one, we should be able to believe the other one as well. Or else don't believe any of them. Um... And another reason to have here is child prodigies or child protégés, depending on what way you pronounce it. It says, a child protégé is a boy or a girl who possesses a talent or a special gift, mainly for the arts or science. It said, modern science attributes its gift to brain chemistry, 
without being able to explain how their brains are special or different. Now, that's fair enough, because of all the things that, we, in brackets, we think we know, we know fuck all about the brand. We know a lot about the brand, but like we, 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 we really don't know. We really, really don't know how the brand works. <clears throat> and you'll hear like brain, brain um, surgeons saying that. They're just not sure. Um, it says here, but wouldn't you consider that these young children have these remarkable abilities because they've learned them before? Could a child with a special gift for ge geometry have been a maths professor in their past life? Mm, see, you kind of lose me there, you know. So the child is a maths professor and then they're reincarnated. And now the fact that they're reincarnated, they're brilliant at geometry now. They're ahead of everyone else. Um, they're a child prodigy. That's because they've already learned it. I suppose when you see a child who's four playing Mozart on the piano, and it took me a week and a half to learn Wonderwall by Oasis in my late teens, there might be something to it, you know. Um, so I went on then and deja vu is another reason to say so, we all know what deja vu is, but look, let me just read what I have here for you. A deja vu is a strange feeling of reliving an experience that we were really experienced for the first time. So, we're, we're reliving an experience that we're experienced for the first time. For some people, these experiences are considered evidence of past life, an echo of our memory. Uh, here. The best cases of deja vu recall an enormous amount of detail and a quantity of knowledge impossible to explain scientifically. Now, I, I have had loads of deja vus. Like, I, I could be sitting down, I could be somewhere I never was in, genuinely, somewhere I never was in my life. And I'd be sitting down and I'd be with a person that I know in all my life and someone that we just met that may, might be a friend of theirs, my first time ever to see them. And that person could be talking about a book that I've never heard of in my life until that moment. And when they start talking then, all of a sudden I know the author now and I know what happens at the end of the book and I'm able to talk back about it because I had the conversation already. So that's what it feels like. And we all have deja vus, but I mean, could it be that you heard the information somewhere before? Could it be that uh, you just had an awareness about yourself that, like, I don't know what a deja vu is, to be honest with you. You know, it's a, it's a broken link in the matrix, I suppose. They'll, some people will have you think, but no, like, like deja vus do happen all the time. You, I, I could be sitting down and I'd be listening to, like, it could be breaking news. It could be like, the the transfer window is open now on Sky News. All clubs are trying to buy people and trying to do this and try to do that. And I, I remember years and years and years ago, you remember this if you follow football, Man City bought Rubinho at the last minute of the last day of the transfer market. And it was coming across breaking news. And I remember sitting down watching that thinking, but did, did they not buy him yesterday? I thought that happened the day before. I wasn't even surprised. I, I, like, I, I had seen that. Like, if, if, if someone had asked me five minutes before that breaking news came in, who did Rubinho go to this year? Obviously, he's gone to Man City. Straight away. So there's something for you. So then, I said, with all that put together, I said, what would be some signs of reincarnation? So one of them here says, um, it says, just like with Deja Vu, there are some symptoms or phenomenon that can lead us to suppose that the mind or soul can move from one body to another. Okay, let's have them. So one is having recurring dreams. Um, it is common to dream of places, people or animals you have never met or activities you have never done. Yeah. Maybe I... What do you think it is? 
I'm not sure, to be honest with you, what I think of it. Um, being insightful and accurate, the experience of past lives will help you know better what you can or will, or what can or will happen. Pay close attention to that. So let me read that again. Being insightful and accurate. So the experience of past lives will help you know better what can or will happen. You can't know what will happen with experience from past life because what will happen is in the future. If you've been reincarnated, you live in the present and you know stuff that happened in the past. So now they're fucking psychic as well. Now, boys, uh, having a high level of empathy. So having had many lives, you have the ability to know how you feel in different situations. Like, I know an awful lot of people have different tolerances or different levels of empathy. Like, I feel I have a strong level of empathy. Um, like, not, it's not always possible, of course, but 9 times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10, no matter what the argument is, I can empathise with both sides of the story. And some people can't do that, you know? Um... So is that because I, I've had loads of lives in the past? Maybe. It says here then, keeping a low profile. It says, uh, the experience has led you to be a quiet, eccentric person who always knows how to keep calm during discussions or arguments. But sure everyone would um, probably describe themselves as that, you know? Um, we have here, in appearance, um, having... Um, having dreams so people who have been reincarnated often have dreams in which they foresee events to come so why why is it saying that that's twice after saying that now so let me get this right if my my name is mark i'm here today this is 2020 so if, if i've had a past life in in uh if 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 i was christopher columbus in the 1400s 1500s and I was reincarnated as Mark today. Like I'd have some extra knowledge because I lived another life. But how would I know what's going to happen in the future? I wonder is there any books or anyone saying that. Like I wonder if I died now. Could I be reincarnated into a body from the past? I wonder is that possible. So let's say. Somebody in the year 2162 dies and they got reincarnated as me, which for them would be the past. And then when I'm having my deja vus. No, see, that, that, that wouldn't work either. Does anybody know why someone who's supposed to be reincarnated can be able to tell stuff that's going to happen? Without the answer of, oh, well, they're more in tune with nature, they're more in tune. Is there any reason for that? Does anybody know? Um, it says here um, maturity is not a problem people who have reincarnated are usually balanced in their work and personal life well I definitely haven't been reincarnated then uh, having an affinity with certain people cultures or errors so surely it has happened to you feeling an inexplainable love towards an error an er, a, a person of the past a country or a culture and this can happen when you are reincarnated soul Who's writing this? This can't happen. Is this person all knowledgeable? Does this person know? That sounds like a lot of bollocks to me, to be honest with you now. Like, I have affinity to people in the past. Muhammad Ali. There's no way I was reincarnated for him. There's no way I was... Culture. I, I've... Uh, 
American Indians. I, I feel I have an affinity with them. I always have done. Um, but that doesn't mean that I used to be a, a, a tribal chief. And I've been reincarnated into my body now. Um, it says here then, having unjust fears and phobias. So humans experience experience fear in different situations. However, if you have phobias or terror to something that is not given any reason to fear, it could just be a symptom of reincarnation. Hmm. So if you're afraid of spiders, to say maybe like on a spider, that the first time you see a spider, if you're afraid of spiders, it's because maybe you've been reincarnated. I think that's what you're saying. But I always think thought that, wasn't that proven that... um. It's in part of our DNA to be afraid of spiders because it's passed down through generations through DNA then to know that spiders can do damage. It's like when uh, turtles are born on the beach. The first thing they do is they, they go straight to the ocean. That's in their DNA. Like a turtle isn't born saying, I'm Billy the turtle. I, I was born there 40 years ago. I'm reincarnated now and I went to this. But that's not happening. I always thought that was pretty clear. Maybe not. So then they say, well, how can you find out if you if you have been reincarnated? So I, I just had a, a look at two things here. Well, a couple of things. I said uh, this can be done by force of by force of hypnotic suggestion, so deep relaxation or spontaneous memories of previous existence. Um, it says through a medium. Oh, here we go. The medium is able to transmit revelations about previous existence, their own or other people's. I knew the mediums come in at some stage. They're involved in all this kind of stuff. Um, the innate ideas of children prodigies so these support the scientific basis that of the spiritual inheritance so you inherit the talent spiritually as opposed to your body um, there are also birth marks marks of a physical body on your physical body as one more clue that help you corroborate and investigate what has been carried out in this field so they're saying if you have a big birth mark or a big scar on your leg it might have meant that you died years ago by your leg getting bitten off by a shark, being shot in the leg, being, uh, you know, bombed or having it exploded or something like that. Um, Let me see now, let me see now. So I have some information here. Yeah, here we go. So here's a reincarnation story. It's uh, in 2009 at the age of four. Ryan Hammonds began waking up, clutching his chest and screaming about how his heart exploded in Hollywood. His mother, Cindy, became intrigued when Ryan revealed more details from his former life. He insisted he once lived in a house in Hollywood on a street with the name Rock in it. And he had three sons and a friend named Senator Fives. So one day, Cindy was going through a book featuring photos from old, from old Hollywood. Isn't that very convenient now that she had that? Ryan picked over, peeked over her shoulder and excitedly identified one man as George and the other man as himself. So Cindy contacted a psychiatrist from the UVA Medical Centre who conducts research on reincarnation. Okay, so we have a psychiatrist in here now that's interested in the field. The psychiatrist verified the man in the photo was a film star named George Raft and the other man was Martin Martin M-A-R-T-I-N M-A-R-T-Y-N who died in 1964 so upon con contacting Martin's daughter she confirmed Martin was a Hollywood agent 
He lived in North Roxbury Drive and had three sons and once met with New York Senator Iving Ives. Yeah, there's a lot of coincidence there, isn't there? After meeting with Martin's daughter, Ryan lost interest in his Hollywood memories. He was standoffish at the meeting and told his mother afterwards that his daughter's energy had changed. The psychiatrist's explanation was, <clears throat> upon seeing people from their past life have moved on, reincarnated children gain closure and forget their former existence. Yeah, that's interesting enough. Um, here's one for you. At first, Erica laughed off her five-year-old son's son Luke's odd tendency to call toys and objects Pam. She was also unconcerned by his comments about having once been a girl. He would say he had black hair when he was a girl, or that he wore the same earrings as his mother was wearing when he was a girl. So out of curiosity, his mother eventually asked him, Who was Pam? And he said, I was. Well, I used to be, but I died and went up to heaven. He said, I saw God, and then eventually God pushed me back down. And when I woke up, I was a baby, and you named me Luke. So after pressing him for more details, Luke told his mother he lived in Chicago, took the train a lot, and died in a fire. After mentioning his death, Luke made a hand motion, indicating someone jumping out of a window. Why did he make a hand motion when he was well able to talk two seconds prior to that? Anyways, while Erica uh, pushed for information, or sorry, when Erica punched information into a search engine, she discovered a news story about a man in the Paxton Hotel in Chicago in March of 1993. Nineteen people died in a fire at the building and a woman, Pam Robinson, perished when she jumped out of a window. Erica couldn't explain how Luke would have known about the fire in Chicago. He had never been to the city and she never discussed it with him. While the haunting story of Pam Robinson could be a coincidence, it was enough to make Erica believe. You see, yeah, you hear that and you go, what a lot of what a lot of shit. But like if it was your son saying that and you looked up and seen it, you'd go, Well, there's fucking something to it, like. Isn't there? So John and Florence Pollock was devastated when their twin daughters Joanne and Jacqueline died in a car accident on May the 5th, 1957. The following year, they were thrilled to hear that they were expecting, and once again, Florence was carrying twins. The twins, Gillian and Jennifer, were born identical, except for Jennifer's birthmarks. She had a birthmark on her wrist, similar to the birthmark Jacqueline had, and a birthmark on her forehead that resembled one of Jacqueline's scars. John and Florence moved away from their old house when their daughters were only three months old. John and Florence told Jill and Jennifer very little about their late sisters, but the girls seemed to share Joanna and Jacqueline's memories. They would request old toys that had belonged to the deceased twins. You see, that, that, that sends a chill up me now. Imagine like having a child and you're unfortunate if the child passed away, then having another child and not really mention about your child that passed away, and then they start asking for the same toy that your other child used to play with. Jesus. Uh, they would request all ties that belonged to the deceased twins, recognised landmarks when travelling to their parents from home, and were inexplicably terrified of cars. Upon seeing oncoming traffic, they would shriek, they would shriek and say, a car is coming to get us. Luckily, by the age of five, these frightened memories mostly faded away. The, girl went, the girls went on to live relatively, norm, relatively normal lives. However, their story is still frequently cited as evidence for reincarnation. 
Yeah, that's that, that's very interesting because like your man said earlier on, didn't we read that um uh that as time went on that you seem to forget um or once you know like if you might have memories when you're growing up as a child of your past life and then as you get older you kind of if you like settle into this life um so i was asking for uh ghost stories there a while ago and i got a few but not enough to do a podcast um but a buddy of mine Aaron maloney i used to work with him an absolute gentleman sent me this and this is what made me do uh one on reincarnation because you know when you know someone and you know that they won't be talking shit, and then they tell you a story you take it as true so i'm going to read out to you here what he said to me he said my cousin could remember his past life he knew his previous name he remembered how he learned how to swim uh from being thrown into a lake in germany he could name the lake he remembered his debt. He was a captain on a U-boat submarine that was hit and sank. And he drowned. So, so this lad, he remembered his past life. He remembers what, not, it wasn't a case of, oh yeah, I think I remember. He remembered his name. He remembered learning how to swim thrown into a lake in Germany. He could name the fucking lake he remembered his death, um, that he was a captain on a U-boat that was hit and sank. I know. Did they do, did they do any research on that? Yes, they did. Research was done, and there was actually a captain who also drowned by the same name that he gave. Now, that's what I was saying earlier on about if, like, when you hear some stories, like the stories I was reading on earlier on, you could say they're bullshit. But then... If it happened to your child or someone you knew or someone you talked to, you, 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 you definitely more believe it than not believe it. Um, well, I know this guy and he wouldn't be talking shit, so he gave me that story. So I can imagine a, a cousin of mine knowing that they learned how to swim by being thrown into a lake in fucking Germany, knowing what his name was, knowing the name of the lake, and knowing that he died on a U-boat, and then being able to find out a captain of that name did die on a U-boat. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I know, like, you, you you could see, like, I've seen a program before, like, you know, where people are getting hypnotised, and you know when they say, like, even with alien abductions, they hypnotise people, and they kind of go into past regression, and they reckon that the, the hypnotist can put ideas into their mind that didn't really happen. Um, so I've seen a program before, I think it was on the BBC, it could have been Channel 4, I cannot remember. It was in the last 15 years, so it was a good while ago, and they got people who had passed lives to come in, now, some of these people were adults, like, well, adults, they were in their early 20s. Um, one or two of them were really, really old, um, and some of them were kids, and they hypnotised them live on the TV, or not live on the TV, in, in the documentary. And I can't remember at the time any of them saying, oh, no, well, this didn't happen. They're all very happy that what they're saying happened. They're all very happy that what they're saying happened and that that's the way it's going and that 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 the, 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 the person was... Um, had been uh, reincarnated. They were very, very happy to say that. They were able to say things and mention things. And there even some of them were saying that. Oh, I one person was saying that they felt that they lived in um, e Egyptian times. I remember this very well, and that they remember this and they remember that. But they had no proof. But they always have dreams about it, and they can remember stuff during the day. So this uh, hypnosis, under supervision of the people who were making the show, who were skeptical, skeptical, was able to go into regression with your man, 
at the time or year one, I can't remember. And, and they were saying, they were able to tell them what year it was, they were able to explain where the war, they were able to explain, you know, it's fucking crazy, like. So look, I'd absolutely love to know what you think. And I'd love to know if you have any more stories. I'd love to get somebody on the show who has been reincarnated and could talk to me. Nothing mad, nothing, you know what I mean? If 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 you know anybody, get them. If you know anyone, get them to listen to a few of the podcasts, and they know what I'm like. You know what I mean? And then I go and I chat to them. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. Uh, it's very very interesting. Like, you know, wouldn't it be crazy if you if you did get reincarnated? You know. But then I wonder if there's aliens, do they get reincarnated as well? Like there's every like there's seven billion people. Oh yeah, here's a bit of research I done before I started the show. There's seven billion people living in the world. So will, will these seven people, seven billion people, just keep on getting re- reincarnated all the time? And I've seen a statistic, right? There's around 110 billion people who have ever existed. Now, how they sorted that out, I don't know. I'll assume it's just an average. So the 110 billion people who ever existed, have they all been reincarnated? Well, I suppose they wouldn't have to be because it'd be, you know, the first 10 million to be reincarnated. That's 20 billion people who have ever lived, but it's still the same 10 million people. I don't know, it's a very, very interesting topic. It's a, Like, I know I've seen stories and bits and bobs where people, where uh, their their dog might die, and then, like, they're they're walking down the street two, two years later, and a stray dog comes over, and they can see their dog in the stray dog. And I know you might be thinking, oh, that's the smell of want off, that maybe they want it, and maybe it is that. But, like, the way the dog does, the way it gives the paw, the way it lies, the way it, li- you know, it kind of does the characteristics, that, the characteristics that their dog used to have. So look, it's a very in- interesting topic. I could have went in a lot more detail. I, I, I felt I gave both sides of it. Um, yeah, just let me know what you think. Clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com Again, thank you so much for your support. Um, it means the whole world to me. Um, don't be afraid to contact me. Stay safe and I'll chat to you soon. Bye-bye.